Obviously, the wealth, knowledge, power, and influence of Thomas Ewing might open some doors of opportunity for young Tecumseh, which Charles Sherman, despite all of his good qualities, could never have done. That is, if Kump desired that such doors be opened. Actually, the nine-year-old's development revealed an independent-minded lad, one strongly inclined to achieve on his own merit whatever he might or might not accomplish in life. Some men prove readily receptive to the influence and connections of relatives and friends who, for whatever reasons, and varied those motivations certainly may be, assure for them economic comfort, even great wealth. Men who, after the fact, often somehow convince themselves they are rugged individualists, self-made persons, forever praising their Maker. Kump would be too independent and realistic for any such delusions of grandeur. He would have considered it nonsense. This is not to say that Thomas Ewing had little impact on Kump's life. Quite the contrary. The young Sherman respected his foster father. He admired Ewing's intellect, once calling him an intellectual giant, and respected his financial accomplishments, and he deeply desired the approval of Thomas Ewing. Being a part of the Ewing household ensured, too, that he would hear the English language spoken with grammatical correctness and sometimes with enviable style. From time to time, prominent people were guests in the Ewing home, another of those benefits, impossible to measure precisely, but unquestionably of advantage. Later in life, Sherman became an excellent public speaker, as well as an engaging conversationalist, the associations of his childhood and teen years surely nurtured those talents. Sherman's political views, virtually down the line, came to be those of Thomas Ewing. He generally favored the Whigs, who were supportive of protective tariffs and internal improvements at government expense, in essence, Henry Clay's American system. He did, however, develop serious misgivings about a national bank. The Constitution of the United States, in Sherman's view, stood as one of the most admirable documents of Western civilization and was to be defended without qualification. A staunch nationalist, he thought nearly anything contributing to the nation's growth, strength, stability, and general progress desirable and justified. While slavery did concern him, he believed the institution should be supported fearing dire consequences for the nation if Northerners turned against the South's peculiar institution. Abolitionists potentially posed a greater problem for the nation than did slave owners. How much of this came from Ewing and how much Sherman embraced on his own are questions impossible to answer. At the least, his respect for Mr. Ewing, as he called him, the Ewings were not father and mother, only Mr. and Mrs., particularly Ewing's intellect, would have paved a comfortable path, conducive to the acceptance of Ewing's Whiggery. There was another significant way in which Tecumseh's life would be changed by his new relationship with the Ewing family, although only the passage of time would reveal the full impact of that transformation. It involved religion. Kump's mother adhered to the Presbyterian faith, while his father had been a Congregationalist. Charles Sherman's Masonic associations, however, seemed to be of greater importance to him than Congregationalism. Thomas Ewing, born into a Presbyterian family, did not appear to consider religion significant. 
but apparently to humor his wife, Maria, a staunch Catholic, and perhaps because he was a good family man, he occasionally attended Catholic services with the family. Thus, Maria Ewing, devout Irish Catholic to the core, determined the family's religious observances. She decided that Kump must be baptized a Catholic if he were going to be a part of the Ewing family. Kump's mother gave her permission for the baptism, but failed to attend the ceremony, even though she was close at hand. When the priest, a father Dominic Young, who was visiting from a nearby monastery, according to Ellen Sherman's 1880 recollection, agreed to perform the sacrament, he inquired about the boy's name. Taken by surprise, he was probably appalled. Tecumseh would not do. The pagan name must, at the least, be balanced by one more suitable, he said. A scriptural or saint's name must be used in the ceremony. The month was June.